Welcome to Wednesday. Got the pushback shirt on today. What you got? What are you wearing? Collaboration is collaboration. Pushing back, talking about dodging your Canadian bullet, reputation results, and marketers first consumers. Go. The people really want mm. who I is Sounds who like I be. They right stop there. and stare when they see me. If it's uh, no need to repeat. Yeah, I need a couple more seconds of the bounce needs. today. Tip my hat when it's time for the kill. Ain't no you really real. Man, it's like this is just this just views into startup life, right? For, for the people <laughs> with Kyle Mounsier. Views into startup life. When you're running full throttle towards something like we are with a Sodukon right now, it is just like, whoop, whoop, whoop. like that's the sound effect that my day feels like. It feels right more now. like running the you gauntlet know? on American Gladiator. Right. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I got to get to the right. other side really quickly. You got, you, and you got people just pushing the whole thing and you're just like, no, I'm going to make you tackling things along the way. And then like you get to the end of the day and you're just like, <sighs> yeah, uh, Seth Godin puts it so well. He says no one ever wrote a book or will ever write a book called how to run a marathon without getting tired because ah. it's impossible. Because it's impossible. So we're on like mile 17 of the marathon right now, right? We've run more than a half marathon, which is most more than most people will ever do. But we still got nine miles to go. Yes. <laughs> still got nine miles to go. Oh, to go. Have some really fun stuff uh, coming up at Asotocon if you didn't know about it. You haven't been a part of this podcast for a while. So if you're new... Go to asodacon.com and check it out. Uh, we're going to be having this amazing live event from the 25th to the 28th next week, mainly on the 26th, 27th, just south of the Baltimore Washington International Airport, BWI. If you're in the region, drive in for a day. DM Kyle or I on LinkedIn. We'll make sure you get uh, treated really, really well and uh, that you can get in fine. If you have friends that are in the area, call them, tell them they should be there. And look, flights aren't that expensive still. Come on in, oh. grab a hotel. Uh, it's we really have, not bad. No, it really I actually isn't. looked up flights for someone yesterday, and I was like, it's no? like 300 bucks. Yeah, it's not really a super popular time of year to travel to Baltimore, yeah. Washington. That's like in a month from now when everyone wants to go in. Here's a, a fun thing we haven't talked about yet. So we're going to have a really special announcement from Jimmy Douglas. Uh, some of you may recognize him from being in like the Asoto community, but Jimmy was the director, get this, the director of sales and delivery operations for a little company you may have heard of called Tesla. So he... And we're talking, he was director of sales and delivery for new cars and the director of remarketing for used cars at the same time, right? He left Tesla six months ago and started Knows building. a couple few things. Oh, he left, he left six months ago, started building a company that's been in stealth mode until now. He's going to release what he's been working on at a SodaCon um, on Tuesday and you need to be there to see it. So I'm sure there'll be press releases and stuff after that. But uh, really cool that he wants to do this at a SodaCon. He vibes with the collaborative mentality. So uh, he's just one of the many people who's going to be speaking on panels, sharing insights. If you want the inside scoop in the industry and to be with some of the best, most savvy practitioners, you got to be with us. You got to be with Look. us. Hands down. It's just, it's going to be amazing. Every single panel prep call that I'm on or talking to the people that are all about, that are coming, it's just unbelievable. Hey, the other thing is every time we drop a little bit of drip of the swag that's <laughs> available so on the shop right now, it's like a dog pile on, <laughs> I want some. And uh, and so we, we have it all at shop.asodu.com. 
whether you're coming to the event or you're not coming to the event, whichever, you can get it there. You can get it shipped. We'll sh- we'll, we'll make sure it gets to you uh, fancy little packaged up and, and you can wear the drip. That's so Obviously. good. And we'll have some there at this. We'll have a bunch more at the event so you can buy and bring home to your, your coworkers and your family. Uh, J- Jimmy told me yesterday uh, that he bought a pair of triple white Air Jordans just so he could lace them up with these love people more than cars laces. So it's going to be pretty dope. Go. going to be pretty dope. All right. Um, speaking l- of not very dope. Sp- <laughs> oh, speaking of not very dope. All right, we have a couple of interesting ones today because uh, we have a little uh, little back and forth. We got a little tennis match going on. Uh, first and foremost, though, Unifor, which is the Canadian version of the UAW, Unifor and Ford Motor Company reached a last-minute tentative labor agreement preventing a second union walkout in North America and the first, would have been a first in Canada in 33 years. So the details of the agreement are undisclosed, but it focuses on pensions, wages, and job security. So Ford avoided the double strike. Right, they just got one to deal with, and yep. they released a lengthy statement rebutting actually many of Sean Fain, the UAW president's primary campaigning points. I was like, "Well, this is getting they were like watch. We got our own facts checker. They're like we got our own calculator." So Fain said that uh, CEO pay was up forty percent, right? And he said forty percent. We want a forty percent raise then, but Ford contends that actually when he did that calculation, he lumped all three big of the big three together. And Farley's pay was only up 21%, which is actually below what their current percentage offer is to workers. So they're like, there you go. So you said it needs to be equivalent. They're like, here, it's equivalent. Fain also criticized stock buybacks, alleging there were 15, up to 1500%, up 1500% over the past four years. While Ford pointed out, we only bought back shares twice and at a lower volume than General Motors. It's awesome to have another company be like, we bought a lot less than just them. Like, Get those look guys. Look at those guys over there. Go, Mary's your gal. <laughs> Go talk to her. So, um, and they said we did it just to primarily offset dilution and pay from pay and debt. So they're like, there was a strategic reason for it. We're right. not trying to keep it from the workers. And finally, Fain argued that the Detroit uh, big three CEOs made millions by exploiting workers at, quote, poverty wages, while Ford pointed out, that currently hourly employees are among the best paid manufacturing workers in the country. They're like, not just in automotive. They're like, if you're a manufacturing employee, you're one of the best paid in the country with an average annualized comp of 112,000 a year, including wages and benefits. And their most recent offer would bring this up to 133,000 in total comp, wages and comp. So they're like, one, two, three, can we settle this thing already? That's, That's some good data. I just, that's all I gotta say. Like, I'm impressed. Like they came swinging. Um, I, I still, I still have to say like all the averages combined and managers versus you know, frontline employees. Like, I think the argument is much stronger on the frontline employees and I've yet to see any sort of negotiation that separates the tiers of types of employees. <laughs> um, so that's just my take, but I hear hey, ya. Ford came with the receipts. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? They came with the receipts. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Uh, GM's like, dang it. Dang it. <laughs> Jim Farley. The PR right. department's like, give him this one. Give him this one. Speaking of the PR department. Oh, nice job. Wow. Nice job. Thank you for setting that. That was a bump set right over the net. A recent study commissioned by iHeartMedia and Pushkin Industries. Pushkin was actually co-founded by the best-selling author Malcolm Gladwell. You've probably read some stuff that he's written. He's a brilliant thinker. It spotlights a significant discrepancy between consumer and marketer 
awareness and values. Um, so basically, they're saying that the marketers and you know, I just realized I'm doing the second story. It's all good. You're it's you all roll. right. You just keep, keep rolling. Running. You go. <laughs> um, so basically, they're saying there's a big gap between how the marketers think and perceive life and how consumers think and perceive life, which could lead to a lot of discrepancy in what marketers are putting out there. We're looking yes. at you, Bud Light. So notably, while every marketer knew about, here's some, here's some, it's just a really, that it's just a real world example. Notably, <laughs> notably, while every marketer, here's some fun things. Every marketer, every single one they surveyed knew about NFTs. Only 60% of consumers did. 50% wow. of consumers were unfamiliar with the trending cocktail Aperol Spritz compared to only 3% of marketers didn't know about it. The gap further extends to pop culture with 62% of consumers unaware of the HBO show Succession, while only less than 5% market percent of marketers knew what it was. And finally, in terms of what is considered cool, Consumers favor traveling within the U.S. and barbecuing. That sounds like America to me. Okay, Where, got it. Whereas yep. marketers prefer European trips and gym visits. That sounds like marketers to me. Look, I feel like this is this is my thing right now. This is what this is. Let me just from a market one marketer to another marketer. I feel like first it was I was a millennial. And now I'm a marketer. Like, <laughs> oh, you like European trips and gym visits. Well, well the funny part is, is like all the marketers that I'm disproportionately millennial right yes. now, right? And so here you go. Conversely, consumers find, like when they were talking about like, what do you think is cringeworthy, right? This is a great, this is such a Malcolm Gladwell type question. They asked consumers, what do you find cringeworthy? And the results were NFTs and vegan or vegetarian lifestyles. While marketers, when they ask the marketers what is cringeworthy, they say using cottage cheese in a recipe <laughs> and watching the show NCIS. I feel so seen right now. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, this is this is a, a typical problem, and this is, I think, this like happens so often. Even just in automotive, is like we're like, oh no, consumers want X. Well, it's because it's the primary thing that we're paying attention to. And broad scale, we're not paying attention to like, what are consumer dynamics? What's everyone paying attention to in the market? What What's actually happening right. out there? Doesn't matter if you like it or not. Exactly. It's not just about the anecdotal nature of what you perceive or want in something. It's like, what what's better for, for broad scale consumers? And I think that that's where like these studies or putting, putting the hat on of, oh, if I consume in another industry or whatever it is, that that's what I actually lean toward. But this is, man, this study like rings the bell. I think, you know? and when you think about this on a dealership level, markets are so different. And yeah. especially in a, in a world where there is a lot of, uh, we, we have a very mobile leadership in automotive, right? Managers, GMs moving from state to state, region to region. It is so easy to transplant the mindset and the predispositions you have when you move from one place to another. Imagine moving from Wisconsin to Florida, right? Texas yep. to New Jersey, right? Like these things are gonna be totally paradigm shifted. And you know, Kyle, you and I say it all the time. When you're marketing, you have to look at the internet and culture as a river and you have to build a little boat that goes on top of the river and goes in the same direction as it. And uh, this study just highlights that more and more. So marketers, self-awareness, 
and empathy are the two things that are going to, looks like, uh, is going to help us win and serve customers and sell some cars. There you go. Speaking well, of speaking of studies, Segway. Well, the 2023 automotive reputation report uh, is out and shows an 11% year over year increase in dealership reviews reaching a three-year peak. You think dealerships are paying attention? Uh, should be. Uh, the surge underscores the rising influence of online feedback in the competitive auto market, especially with near-record vehicle prices. Here's some of the data. 84% uh, of consumers consider reviews crucial for their dealership choices. 74% require at least a four-star rating. So that means three stars and you're out. Like, I'm you're not even out. looking at it. You're done. 62% read more than five reviews and 63% would travel over 20 miles for a review dealership. Which so if, you if, don't think, if you're like, in Atlanta is consumers. like a six hour journey. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, so the, the generation that relies the majority on the reviews uh, is Gen Z, 93% of them using them for purchasing and 17% influenced by social media in their dealership choice compared to 8% of the general population meaning if you're targeting a younger demographic utilizing social media as a way to influence purchasing decision is probably important uh so the uh and I, I don't think score, kyle yeah. i don't think when you say social media you mean putting a picture of a vehicle and a price and an offer I don't don't mean that don't okay mean that. just want to clarify I that. that i mean brand build follow yeah. darren don't next <laughs> Uh, the report's reputation score measuring sentiment, visibility, and engagement showed that dealerships increasing their score by just 150 points on this met metric from 2022 to 2023 witnessed a 10% Dude. sales boost. How about that? So what you're telling me, Paul. That sounds like money. Is if you take care of customers <laughs> and they like what you do and they tell other people about it, you sell more? A lot more, it looks like. Mind-boggling. Uh, the top luxury and non-luxury brands uh, rankings for luxury was Infinity. And get this, for non-luxury was Mitsubishi. Full surprise on both of those for me. Wild. Uh, let's see. So top uh, public dealer group was AutoNation. Uh, and then the top rated dealership in the country was Infinity of Nashaw. Wow. You got to go check them out. Absolutely. I think yep. what was, I think some of the other public, I think group group one was interesting. I don't think lithium was on the top five. I think group right. one was number two. Um, oh, who's three. I don't remember. Um, who are the, how about the privates? The privates. So, oh, so we had Hendrick automotive group. Great group. Uh, West her. We so know bad. those people. Hey. They're going to be on more than cars next month. Uh, Ken land Ganley group, Holman group. Also another great group. We're going to have uh, the Holman group at, um, uh, at a Sodocon uh, and then Napleton were the top five there. So, uh, some great private groups, some great groups. Uh, and look, reputation means a ton when it comes to buying and selling and servicing cars because customers care about it. Sounds like the reviews matter, the experience matters, the marketing matters, and the people matter. You're going to get all those things at Asotocon next week. Whoa. Hope you can join us. Go to asotocon.com, get a ticket, or just DM us.